Good evening. Welcome to the Borgo Pass Horror Podcast. Enter freely and of your own will. In this episode, you may find many strange things, for the films to be discussed are old, and they have many memories. So, be there. Be there. How do you do? The hosts of the Borgo Pass Horror Podcast feel it would be a little unkind to present this episode without just a word of friendly warning. You are about to hear one of the strangest podcasts ever recorded. We think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to... (laughs) Well, you've been warned. Greetings, everyone, to the Bogo Pass Horror Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And maybe the first time you're ever hearing our voices. So this is our introductory episode, even though Jim and I have recorded to date five episodes. So we decided to go back in. No script, really nothing planned. Just going to kind of talk a little bit about ourselves, how he and I met. You know, just give you a little bit of of color of of who we are as people and what we enjoy doing in, in this life of ours. So... So really quick intro for me. My name is Scott Kelly, born and bred in Boston, Massachusetts. And I will apologize to all you listeners in advance. I talk way too fast. I have a funny accent. And as much as I would like to change, I cannot. It's just in my DNA. So Yeah, man. Uh, so so you guys uh, have a clearer idea of who these two you know whack jobs you're listening to are, man. Um, well, my name is Jim Towns. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, PA, but I've been living and working in Los Angeles for the last 15 years. I'm a writer and director and artist. I have quite a few films out there. They include, uh, I did a silent art house horror film called Prometheus Triumphant, which is a tribute to Nosferatu, Cabinet Caligari, that type of uh, era of filmmaking. I do a lot of uh, short horror fiction as well. They're out there in various anthologies, literary magazines. I contribute essays to horror and film publications. Uh, and I wrote a book this year called American Cryptic. It's available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, what have you. It's an analysis of how ghost stories and boogeyman legends coexist with our culture uh, and their interdependence. I grew up obsessed with universal monsters. I read books about them before home video was really a, 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 a round or a possibility. Uh, that was about when I was maybe nine or 10 and I started renting the Wolfman. I started renting Dracula and everything. I probably owe the most debt for, for my obsession with these films to Sunday mornings and watching the Abbott and Costello uh, uh, movies on TV in Pittsburgh and hoping, you know, every week was going to be Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That was, that was the highlight of a week if that happened and stuff. And I, and I think it's that movie, ironically, that, that kicked this all off for me. I'm a Grateful Dead fan, and you list some um, interviews with Jerry Garcia, and that's what got him started in music, was actually that film. Really? And Yeah. 
just Albert, Albert he he references Albert and Costello. I mean, That's Frank amazing because it was just so wasn't bizarre, but he it just gave him the viewpoint that man, you could do anything you want. You really you're not trapped in a box. You're only as limited as um, you know the limitations you put on yourself. So he always credited that film as really opening his mind to art and music. And that's fascinating. You know, Frankenstein was Johnny Cash's favorite film, supposedly. Oh no, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I just I just found that out doing research for the Frankenstein episode we have coming up. So no, I think Abbott and Costello does prove that if you really care about something and attack it with enthusiasm and honesty, no matter how goofy it is, it can succeed on its own merits. And something as counterintuitive as a comedy team running into monsters, given the right concoction and, and recipe uh, of all the ingredients put in there and the right proportions and the right amounts, and anything can be a success. Yep, totally. So I've got a kind of a similar um, background. So I was born in the 70s, always consider myself a child of the 80s. 80, 81, 82 was a huge time mm-hmm. in slasher horror. I was probably way too young on paper to be watching the movies that I was watching, but you know, the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, way yeah. too young of a boy watching, you know, like the movie channel and HBO back in the day. And, you know, really didn't understand a whole lot of what I was seeing other than it was it was like this, this sensation. It was terror. It was something that I knew I shouldn't have been watching. So I think, I mean, of course, that was part of the attraction. And then shortly thereafter... A Sunday morning show called Creature Double Feature, and it had all the old, the Frankensteins, Dracula's Wolfman. From a very, very early age, I was interested in horror. And then got into writing. So even as a young child, always had a journal, wrote every day, used to write little stories about he-Man and G.I. Joe and nice. <laughs> whatever else I could. And then, you know, right into my teens, instead of doing a little bit more fictional short stories and then got into music quite a bit. So my father was an English teacher. I feel like just writing is in the blood. And I always thought in my mind, I was going to go into something in journalism. And in the back of my mind, I still have that great American novel that I want to put out someday. That's really has been my passion, you know, besides horror has been writing. And, you know, to this day, I've been published a few times as an late teen, early 20s in some sports magazines. I was really heavy into martial arts. So I was, had some published articles with martial arts, but really most of my writing has just been for myself. And then the last maybe seven or eight years have really got myself back into playing music. We have a great music scene here in Boston and you know, started doing the band thing and obviously work full-time. Um, I have a family work full-time, but as a way to let off some steam, I can fast forward to, I don't know, a couple of months ago, Jim, a month and a half ago that I've just been listening to some really, really great podcasts and I can credit them. I think one of the first ones I was listening to for a movie review is called Now Playing and they've been around for a long time. And then I guess more recently, Castle of Horror, which I have to credit you know, a mutual friend now, Jason Henderson, do a really nice podcast. It's him and his his wife and a couple of their friends. And yeah, yeah, Tony Salvaggio and, and some yeah. folks and stuff. Yeah, they do a good podcast. I really enjoy their. I caught it on to them a little late, and it was just through Tony posting about it. And I was driving somewhere, and I listened to their uh, the Ed Wood episode of their podcast, and I was like, this is this is something I want to get back into doing some more of. Uh, I I tried to do a few video casts on my YouTube uh, channel, search Jim Towns. I did a series called Sixty Six Horror Flicks, which is all about like really obscure kind of horror films, like um, not even that obscure, but like Spider Baby and I Walked with the Zombie and stuff like that. But it's funny as a visual artist guy, it's counterintuitive for me to just do a podcast that has no visual element to it but i'm finding that it's actually a real it, it, it lets off a lot of the pressure so i'm having a great time doing this 
Definitely. I mean, who says we can't get into maybe some video at, at some point? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, but we we were both members of the same of a same group on Facebook uh, that was dedicated to Universal Horror. Right around the time I, I had thought about doing a podcast of just horror, Universal Horror, because that's really my I I love all the other stuff. I love Freddy movies. I love Don Coscarelli's films. Uh, you know everything. But uh, the the black and white old Universal and some of the other studio films are the closest to my heart. And I was like, man, you know, maybe just do a month of just, you know, Universal or something like that. And then I see this post by this guy named Scott Kelly, like, hey, is anybody interested in doing a podcast about Universal War? It was really that quick. And luckily you responded when you did, Jim, because they took it down within five minutes. So did they really? <laughs> I didn't know that. They did. Yeah. I mean, literally within a few minutes. The, the, so- the gatekeepers so, kibosh that i guess uh, absolutely so you're gonna it, you know i have to talk more about that off it was yeah, meant okay. to be i mean truly it was meant to be i you know posted and as you were saying jim i never really thought about hosting or being part of a podcast always love to listen to them and you know i used to have long drives for work or going away on vacation would always put on a podcast yeah and i think since COVID hit and i haven't been able to you know really my escape has right. been the last five, six years has been music is, you know, getting out and gigging on the weekends or gigging at nights. So being stuck in the house, I still had all this creative energy, you know, things that I wanted to do. I said, you know what? I want to, let's do a podcast. And it was truly that quick. (laughs) I wish it was a better backstory, but that's how quickly this, this thing was put together. It it did come together fast. And and within just a few days, you and I had a pretty firm structure of like what we're going to think to do. Uh, how we're going to attack this thing, how we were going to record the episodes where you live in Boston, I live in Los Angeles. You know, Scott and I have never met in person. Uh, hopefully someday we will, but but uh, very quickly, you know, we had a phone call or two and then we we started, you know, throwing out ideas and, and whatnot. And, and luckily I do think our, our respective talents complement each other. So whatever we need, one of us, you know, be a, a graphic or uh, an introduction or something. One of us tends to be able to fulfill that need and, 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 or know someone who can and get the ball down the field a little bit. The bottom line is we're just both very like-minded people. And we're just trying to, I mean, we have a passion for this topic. We're open to collaboration and there's been, you know, no egos and it's just, yeah. let's have fun, collaborate. And you've got something really organic and beautiful at the end of the day. And totally. I can't say, I can't say enough really, I mean, how, how truly quick this came together. Yeah, no, it's, I really look forward to, I mean, you know, there's, I, I enjoy, you know, getting in here and talking about the, the, the films with you. Uh, I also enjoy doing the research. I mean, it's fun to sit down with a movie I've seen a dozen times like Frankenstein or like Tower of London or something, but sit down and, and, you know, go back and watch it critically and take notes and, you know, do research into, into the books that many of these films are based on to get into the metadata of it. It's really an interesting thing. And, and, and also to figure out what, what hasn't been said about a lot of these films, a lot of these films like Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, a lot has been said about these films and, and much of it very important and informative and interesting. And, and I'm a fan of a lot of the stuff that I've read and heard about these things. So so the, the challenge is not to take a completely fresh take on something, but, but come at it from a fresh angle. I think, I mean, we were just talking before we started recording this. We do feel pressure to get it right. Not only for ourselves, I mean, again, we're certainly not historians, but we're very passionate about the product um, and the projects, but for the folks that, you know, came before us, people that we just mentioned, you know, we want to do right by the horror fans. We want to do right by the people that have been podcasting for horror for years and years and years. Films are important to me and I know they're important to other people and I want to earn their hour or 
possibly some of the episodes more than an hour. Uh, I do think some of our episodes do go longer than the actual film we're talking about. And that just goes to show how much there is to plumb about, about some of these movies, these storied histories of these films, you know, how they came to be and also what their legacy has been since then and how, how the films actually change when looked at through a contemporary eye now from as opposed to, 1936 or whenever they came out. It's an interesting sociological study. It really is. It's so nice because I mean, our backgrounds are not so much different, but again, I'm, I've been lifelong um, Boston. I've been Massachusetts yeah. my entire life, New England, and obviously you were Pennsylvania and um, West Coast now. So our similarities are there, but you know, some of the differences in just our, our history and you know how we've come to this point in our life, I think adds some really nice color to this podcast. I, I think so. And I think that's something that is important to note about these films is just like a lot of art and a lot of uh, entertainment or sports or whatever in a time in our country where and, and world where a lot of people are focusing on differences of, between people. A shared adoration of these films is something that unites us. And it's something that I think is worth talking about and worth celebrating, especially as we get into uh, going into the 90th anniversary of some of these films. It's been 90 years since Dracula and Frankenstein came out. That longevity is important because I think means it proves, I should say, that these films touch something in all of us. And that's why they are still around and still as popular as they've ever been. Which makes our job extremely important to get it right. And yes. I know we all feel that is we're not taking this lightly. You know, we're not just having a podcast to have a podcast. We want to get this right. And we want to bring something new and informative and, and fun. And, you know, hopefully you guys can find the Facebook page and, you know, interact with us and talk about it, talk about these films. And, you know, yes, please. I, mean, I, I know, I know, you know, we're, we're going through a lot of information in a lot of, in each of these episodes and I know I've I've listened back and I know I've gotten one or two details wrong in the in the heat of the moment of, of recording it and I I feel sure there will be someone out there that will point that out to me and I'm I'm honestly looking forward to that that's great that's part of the conversation me too yeah I mean a, a constructive criticism I am all about and I, I guess I never really realized how difficult doing this is I mean we think we know we know the material and we both do, but when you hit that record button and you're live and you're thinking on your feet, it is not easy. Yeah, and I've yeah, got it's, a whole... it's, it's, it's its own skill set and, and it's, it's been fun uh, working on that with you. So, please remember that folks, when you uh, want to come and, you know, throw, if you need to throw some barbs, bring it on, but just remember, this is not as easy as it seems. And, 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 and we are dedicated to this being a, a positive fostering conversation. That's so right. Th- that's, that's what we're both about, uh, Scott and I personally, and that's what the Borgo Pass Horror Podcast is about. I have nothing else, Jim, but it was so good to get this first introductory episode done. And I Absolutely. look for us online, find us, talk to us, love to interact with each and every yeah, one. For sure. Let us know. Let us know what you think. All right, guys, we will be, uh, we will be coming back to you very soon with some, uh, some real episodes about real movies And we look forward to talking to you about them. Very good. Take care now. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode. But the adventure does not stop there. Find us online at facebook.com slash Borgo Pass Horror Podcast for show schedules, show updates, and interactive commentary with the hosts and listeners. You can also find us on Instagram at Borgo Pass Horror Podcast. The intro warning spoken by Mr. Cole Ellsworth intro and outro music composed by Mr. Sean Gould. This has been the Borgo Pass Horror Podcast.
you for listening to this episode. But the fun does not stop here. You can follow and interact with the show's hosts and listeners online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Borgo Pass Horror Podcast is a presentation of Shadow Camera Film and Entertainment. This episode was edited by Livio Marino. The music was composed by Sean Gould. Opening and closing narration are by me, Kat Herons. Show titles and graphics created by Jim Towns. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Borgo Pass Horror Podcast. Podcast.